This is As Of Late Podcast. I'm your boy Titus. What's good, world? This is E. This is episode 79. No shade, no shade. We got the shades on them. <laughs> hey, man. It's it's one of them days, man. I'm definitely feeling the summer. Like, I'm just, I've been on, like, real cruise control all day today. Yeah, man. I've been on the same wave, dude. Straight up cruise control. Chilling, vibing. How was your week, though, other than that? It was it was up and down, man. It was up and down. Dealing with like um a lot of mental stuff, dealing with my pops, like I was telling you about early in the week. But he's uh he's doing a lot better, a lot a lot stronger than he was in the beginning of the week. Uh he got out of the second surgery successful. Okay. And so now he's just really just taking it one day at a time, you know, resting and getting his strength back. Aside from that, on a good note, uh it was Summer's birthday. Happy like birthday, we talked Summer. about. Shout out to Summer Simone. Thinking she old out here, but you know you still you still a little summer to me. <laughs> but um, it was good, man. It, it it ended like how it always does with the family, and uh, got some fishing done today earlier today. Didn't catch nothing, but uh, you know it is what it is. That's fishing. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't went fishing so many times in my whole entire life. I never caught anything. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to suck at this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, but I like doing it. I used to do it. Like one of the last big fishing trips I did was me. My father, um, my granddad, and my cousin, and we was in Chicago. We was in, like, some suburban area out there in uh, Illinois, but I ain't catch nothing. But, you know, I do retain that memory of just doing that, but I I can tell you everything we did that day, my cousin had on, like, I'm not even going to call him out, but then, then, like, even, like, uh, my granddad was like, "Well, we're gonna eat some sandwiches." I don't, I'm, I'm kind of bougie. You gonna now. eat some what now? Sandwiches, like oh, sandwiches. bologna sandwiches. And I don't even, I don't even eat bologna, bro. Uh-huh. So like, um, it's like uh, bologna sandwiches and like orange soda. I don't even drink soda. Oh, okay. Me? This was back in the day too. Right? Nah, this was maybe three, four years ago, five years ago. Okay. So, so this is like, this is like my recent last thing I done before my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. But it was just like I just remember fishing. And we was just out there fishing the whole day, and neither one of us caught anything. Mm-hmm. I just remember sweating, <laughs> e- eating them dirty bologna sandwiches, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, drinking that soda, and I'm just like, whatever. But but I, but I do like the whole thing of fishing, like that you just really get away yeah. just fish. Yeah, man, I mean, like, it's all in where you go and, and who you go with it that makes it a good time. I mean, it's it's really... And then once you start going more frequently, like me and my brother got to the point where we we go like every week now. Mm. And, um, you know, we kind of base it off of the sun, you know, like we'll go. And it, and, and it was a good day to where the sun wasn't really hitting too crazy. But we usually uh, try to go right after five sometimes if it's during the week when the sun's about to go down. Or we try to go a little bit earlier when the sun, before that sun really get like, you know, three to four o'clock, that sun really in peak position out there, really be burning people up. Right. And so that's a good time to usually go. Um, and, and the fish, you know, the fish are, will be out there at around that, that time as well. For some reason, it's like, they don't want to hit the sun either. <laughs> ah, man. They like, that's what I always tell you to get up and go early in the morning to go fishing. Like, I don't think I ever went on like a afternoon fishing trip or like a, a night fishing trip i always mm-hmm. feel like it's always in the morning time yeah i'm never going super early i might go um as i've like as i'm getting older like i appreciate the earliness now because when i was younger you just you going to school early i hated that crap but now that i'm older like you can get so much done during the day if you wake up a little bit earlier and so like i might add that into my rotation just like like uh, i started working out earlier because um, I wanted to miss that crowd. I used to go like after like five or like seven and like I would get everybody there like it was the club. And so 
I switched my whole like schedule up with that as well. So I probably do the same with fishing. Hey, um, it builds your metabolism too. They tell you to kind of go early in the morning. I'm just not a morning person. Like mm. I'm like Batman. I could be up like all night, but I'm not a morning individual. But I do want to ask you: Do you remember back in elementary school when we did have to get up early? And I, they started doing this, and then they just stopped. You remember we had to drink some pink stuff? Do you remember that? Nah, I don't remember that stuff they were getting y'all in Cochran, man. Man, nah, this was before Cochran. <laughs> this was in elementary school, like, because I was talking to my wife about it, too. It was like... What elementary school you went to? I went to Devonshire. Devonshire, so, okay. But, yeah, it was like this pink stuff that they had to give us, and I don't remember... It was like maybe I did in like pre-K or kindergarten, and, and nobody recalls what that pink stuff pink was. Pink stuff? It was pink stuff. When, when would they give it to you? You said in the morning? In the morning. As soon as the we teachers would give it to you? The teacher would give it to us. It would be this pink stuff. Nah, be like we'll drink that pink stuff, and then we'll sing the um, national anthem, and then we'll um, oh, we'll pledge allegiance, I should say. They were giving y'all some daggone melatonin, not even knowing it. Bro, man. but I'm curious with that. I'm curious with that because I wasn't the only person who, when I brought that pink stuff up, they was like, yeah, I remember that pink stuff. I don't remember that. Only pink stuff I remember ever taking in my life is like Pepto-Bismol. Nah, it looked like Pepto-Bismol, but it wasn't. Was it slimy like Pepto-Bismol? It was slimy like Oh, man, they were giving y'all Pepto-Bismol. So, right? so, so, like, I don't remember why they was doing it, but it was a thing for a while. And then I just remember the order I got. I was like, what's up with that pink stuff? Like, where, where that's at? Like, I was kind of confused. That pink stuff. Like, what's going on with that pink stuff? But, nah, that was, that's just random. It's random, but it's, it was a true thing, you know? Yeah, now nah, I'm kind of curious. Like, how many? I'm going to start asking, like, especially Charlotte kids. Be like, yo, do you ever have some, like, pink stuff when you were earlier in elementary or something? It was one of them things, like, people remember that. KB, you ever had some pink stuff in elementary? <laughs> up the, up top? They were doing that up top? Nah, it was, maybe it was down here. It was like that. I mean, I mean, just like I remember Gus the Bus, that was a big thing. Yeah, shout out to Gus the Bus. Gus the Bus, a Charlotte legend, um, talking he like really he smoked was. 30 packs of cigarettes. Yo, you know what? I was <laughs> always mad, though, about Gus the Bus, though. He never called me out. And I'm like, yo, like, he used to be calling everybody else out by name. And the game like, never called me out either. I'd be like, damn, Gus, I'm out here, too. I'm like, you know, I'm actually making good grades out here. He'd be like, yeah, I see you. And he always call out the badass kid. I'm mm-hmm. like, do I have to be a badass kid to get called out by Gus? <laughs> do I have to be a badass kid to get called out by Gus? I'm like, damn. Early on, you were doing your Roman Reigns, just like acknowledge me, Gus. Gus acknowledge me. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out to Gus the Bus, though. That was that's uh if you ever grew up in Charlotte, you know about Gus the Bus. How about uh Reed's Gold Mine? You ever been there? I've been there. Remember that going yeah, there? I remember going there. I remember going to um we used to do Reedy Creek Park field trips. We Discovery did those. Place. Discovery Place was probably one place we went. I probably went to Discovery Place at least ten times and like my whole like childhood and then i just stopped going completely i feel like we went up there up until like middle school like, i want to um, say too yeah like we had like discovery place trips up until like because i can't really think that we went in independence no we didn't. maybe ninth grade but i can't really remember going there i only remember a handful of field trip at independence and like i said that's when we went to go see either it was either othello or um Macbeth. We went I to go see that. It. it was it was one of that it was one of those plays at Evans Auditorium. Yep, and mm-hmm. all the high schools went to go see that. But um, other than that, nah, I just remember stopped going to Discovery Place probably about probably about like you said sixth seventh grade. I stopped going there. Mm-hmm. Last time I went there was a couple years back. I went to the um the theater they got in there. Mm. What's the name of it? Like the, the IMAX, IMAX theater. The IMAX theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to go see um. What was it? The second Batman movie, the second Christopher Nolan movie, the one with the Joker, Dark Knight. 
Is it Dark Knight Return? No, it's not Batman Begins, but it's the one with the Joker. Yeah, the one the with Dark played, Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I went to go see that. Was the first, and that was my first IMAX experience too, mm-hmm. because I used to um, I never go to IMAX until I started a working at a um a movie theater, and then that's when I was like, oh, like what was the big deal? Because everybody was like, oh, I don't see nothing in IMAX unless you want to see um Avatar and the one with the blue people, not not the Airbender, but Avatar. And um, I used to be like, that movie never interests me. And I actually sat down and watched that movie all the way through, and I'm still not a fan. Like, I cameraman looking at me crazy, like, what? Well, I just couldn't get into that movie. Yeah, like, I, it I'm come the same on. way. You got to look at me the same way, KB, because I wasn't into it either. It would come on, and I'd just be like, okay, I get the, I get the plot. I get the reference. I even get where they're going with this. Like, it's very. Ain't they making another one? Yeah. Yeah, they've they been working on this one for years. Yeah. Same guy, right? James Cameron? Yep, right cameraman said yeah, so yeah. That dude never got to work no more in his life. Uh, nah, because that, that was the first movie that really utilized, like, the whole 3D format. Like, movies had 3D, but that movie really took off when it came to 3D, when it came to IMAX, when it came to sound, when it came to visuals. And, I mean, it told a story. It's funny how they did it because it told a uh, basically a real-life story that happened you know, how America mm. was really created. Mm. What happened? The colonizer came, they came, they tried to take over these people. Um, they try to convert these people, use their resources, all is that, and then, you know, have a little love story in there. And then you see this one guy who basically was a soldier and then he get embedded in that society and that culture. And he really take this on and just like, yo, not like we're the wrong for doing these people this wrong way. And he stand by them. Mm. I mean, the story wise and the plot wise, it was a good story and a good plot. Mm-hmm. I understand it. I just don't think it's for me. I don't know. Maybe it's the blue people that throw me off. Yeah, but um, but I, but I get it though because you you get people investing in it and I like that too. The CGI is amazing too. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the same for me. I think it was probably the blue people that's throwing me off because if you like how you just explained it, like it's a good story, definitely mm-hmm. a good story. And shout out to Cameron. I mean, that dude is worth a billion dollars, and the only two movies I remember him making is that and Titanic. And oh so, yeah, he's but those are like, some of the biggest box office movies of all time. Right. So I could see that. I know he probably got some movies in between that, but I just know him for them too. And he probably be worth one point three after this one comes out. <laughs> yeah, he, he's gonna be straight because like like I think they're doing a whole series and a whole franchise. So he he's good. Speaking of billionaires, how do you feel about the split with uh, Kanye and Kim? Um, <laughs> I thought it was a fluke at first, but they're officially done. Nah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I think we really put too much focus on celebrities, uh, marriage, and celebrities' relationships because mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's motherfuckers we know who splits up like every day. Like people, people get you divorced. Sound like um, Poe from Paid in Full. People die every I day. I was just B. about to say that people <laughs> die. People get divorced every day. Be I mean, but they do. We just look at it because they're celebrities, and we just try to put on our, like, put them in a highlight. Like, marriages and all of that, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I mean, you look at Bill Gates. You look at, um, what's the Amazon dude name again? Je- uh, Jeff Bezos. You look yeah, at them. Bezos. You look at all of them. Like, they get divorced all the time, so why should I be invested in what's going on with them when I should really be more invested in what's going on in my life? That's me, personally. Yeah, for, I feel you. For them, though, personally, I mean, to be honest with you, they both created a career even prior to their marriage. I think financially, they'd be straight. I think them kids oh, yeah, would be straight. Course. I think them kids would be straight, too, because I don't even think they – I think they around in kids, but I know that they probably have caretakers in the house, too. Oh, yeah. And them kids they got are, an army. Yeah, them kids are filthy rich. Um, I hope mentally for both of them, I hope they okay going forward. I think 
I know he's already dating somebody else. But um, mentally for both of them, I hope they, because I don't ever do that for anybody. I hope mentally they both situated and fine. But, mm-hmm. I mean, my take on it, I'm just like, mm. grand, grand opening, grand closing. Huh? Yep. Mm. That's yeah. how I am. I kind of am the same way. I just brought it up because it's a trending topic. But at the same time, I was kind of pissed. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised at how the media does. And when, like, they're kind of scrutinizing. Even, even it's rumored that Kim is out here, you know, doing her thing and, and dating as well. And of course, we heard about the rumor with Ye dating the um, the, the ex wife of Bradley Cooper, but I'm looking at it like y'all acting like they've been doing this when they were married. Like people divorce and then date. Like that's yeah. that's a part of the process of trying to move on. Yeah. And so I hate that. I hate that you're because of who you are as a celebrity, you become not just famous, but then almost like infamous in a way. Where well, it's like it's like you said, the media. What's the big thing about the media? They want to push stories. They want to be the first, and they want people to talk about it. And it's unfortunately billion like, dollar business. Yeah, and you're a celebrity. When gotcha. you're a celebrity, you're gonna be in a limelight. So when you become a celebrity, it's certain things that you know you can't do and that you can't do, and then there's certain things that you know that's gonna happen, and you just gonna have to be built for that. Like being a celebrity, you're signing up for that for the most part. Most celebrities, mm-hmm. so you have to know. What you're signing up for, you're going to have to have tough skin, and you're going to have to be just just deal with it, unfortunately. I know that's messed up to say, but that's the world we live in. Yeah, it's part of the, I mean, like you said, they probably didn't, of course, sign up for it, but you unofficially really signed up for it. Right. Dealing like, if especially if you're trying to get to the level of like uh, a Kim or a Ye, like you're, you're trying to be a superstar, mm-hmm. like you know what you signed up for doing that, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's not surprising at all. So speaking of celebrities, I know recently, I know when this dropped, it already happened. I know recently they had this whole big, I didn't even know it was a thing. Did you hear about the YouTubers versus TikTok boxing? Yeah, I watched a little bit of that trash the other day. Um, but the the UFC fight with Izzy. I want to talk about that second. I want to talk, we're going to bring that up. That was a I, good card. We're gonna, But I want to get on that YouTube versus TikTok because we're talking about celebrities. Mm. The only reason I bring that up because it's fascinating to me that we live in a time where celebrities are basically YouTubers, TikTok, like just social influencers. And mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of makes sense because if you think about this too, when you watch movies and when you watch um, television shows, a series or whatever, you watch those to escape and then you try to find maybe qualities in certain stars, some people, qualities in certain stars that you can relate to. Yeah. I think the reason why these YouTubers and these TikToks and these Instagrammers are blowing up because a lot of these people are just ordinary people who using these platforms to either display some type of talent or just to build some type of buzz. Mm-hmm. So I think it's crazy now, like the everyday celebrity is the everyday guy. <laughs> yeah. And and then you not only you take that every get everyday guy and you put them into another way of branding or another way of trying to make trending topics, you put them in a combat sport like boxing. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, like, there's some great boxers out there. And that's what the only thing I hate about, like, the sport is some great boxers out there. Yeah. And, and it, they just get overlooked now because now we're starting to have um, cats like uh, Logan Paul or 
um, Jake Paul, Jake the Paul, the brothers, or I think um, I don't even know. I don't. I know I'm getting older because I was looking at the card. I'm like, I don't even know who some of these cats are on YouTube. Yeah, I really only knew like Austin McBroom or that, whatever. That that's a brother, right? Austin. Um, or oh, that's yeah, that's the one with the braids or whatever. Nah, nah, he's kind of like he looks like he could be um, related to like Steph Curry. He's kind of like light skinned dude. Um, got kind of like curly fade. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the only dude I knew actually from that card, that TikToker versus like YouTube matchup. But um, I think I watched some of the highlights, and it looked like one of the guys, um, one of the guys like cleaned somebody clock. It was like only one match. I looked like they actually had like proper technique. Because yeah, DDG. I didn't know DDG because he, I know him he's too. I see him being a rapper too. as well. Yeah, like, I, I think. Oh, rapper. he was the one who he's the actually he on the song with um. Him and Blueface is on a song together. Mm-hmm. Moonwalk. I like that song. Yeah. Ah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, shout out to him then. Um, yeah. He yeah, started he, off as a YouTuber and then transferred it into being a rapper. Yeah, he cleaned somebody's clock, if I'm not mistaken. He did, yeah. I, I forgot about at, that. I had to look at that highlight. Cause I was like, where I know this? I, he was the only person on the card that I recognized that name, but now that you brought that up. But, like, a lot of them other cats didn't even have proper form either. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking them because it takes a lot to get in the ring. Because yeah, if you man. ask me, would you – let's say – since we do have videos on YouTube, and somebody came up to you like, "Hey, yo, I want to, I want to fight you, Titus." Like, would you, mm. would you train and box them? Yeah, with a bag at. <laughs> How much money would it take for you to get in the ring? I don't know. Uh, I mean, just to start, like probably like because I'm not nothing crazy yet. Probably like twenty. Like I get in the ring for twenty k. Twenty k. Bust somebody's ass. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll mm. be in your corner. But- I feel like I feel like I could. Like twenty k, I ain't that well known yet, but it's still like you putting your life out. Because oh, yeah. really, you getting knocked out, you losing, you losing a little bit of years if you get clocked real good. Oh so. yeah, 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 you lose consciousness. People don't understand like you, that mess you up. Mm-hmm. That's why like like I fight somebody, but I ain't about to be no like going the distance, being a brawler or whatever. And that's why I commend. What do you anybody. mean? Well, what I mean like so you look at some of them cats too. They get in the ring and they just fight. Like if I if me. Per se, that say if I want really want to do that, I'm gonna train. Like I'm gonna like not be working, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna train and be a boxer. I'm not saying some of these cats are not doing that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But nah, I'm talking about hitting the mitt twice a day, doing cardio, doing weights, then doing that like for like six days out the week. And I mean, like I'm going to invest my time in it, and I'm gonna invest my form in it because I think either two things happen when you look at some of these celebrity boxing, mm-hmm. or three things. One. A lot of them cats get in there, they get scared. Yeah. They immediately get scared. And so all the muscle memory they learn or retain go they out get the it window. All. Yeah. Two, um, they don't get scared, but they get angry. And then they start throwing all of that muscle memory out the window. So, like, mm-hmm. they start swinging like they swinging in a hood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, like, like, you know, boxing is a technique. Fighting is a technique. So, and then three, you have some people who do show up and show out. And I didn't get to watch Chad Ochocinco fight, but they said he was doing well until mm-hmm. he got knocked out in that last round. But, like, the one – I think it was, like, one of the highlights I looked at, I think it might have been DDG. He really looked like he can box. Yeah, he had a form where it looked like he, he had been working on something for a little minute. And even with Chad, I mean, like, a lot of people gave Chad flack, but, I mean, like, his knockout was – it wasn't like he got cleaned out like Nate Robinson. Right, right, Like, right. He, he got knocked out and then got back up. And up until that, I'm going to be honest with you, up until the fourth round, I mean, where he, because it was only a four round little expedi- exhibition, um, he was looking good. Like, he was looking like his 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 form wasn't too crazy. 
um, he was looking all right. What about you, E? Would you want to do it for an amount of money? I mean, I'd do it. Like I said, if I'm going to do it, it would have to be enough for me to take off from my job. So it have to be kind of equal up around there. And I will, like, if I'm doing it, because I have to pay for training, too. Yeah. Like, I'm not about to go to Joe Smoe's amateur boxing up the street. Nah. Like, nah, you hell go to Leon's nah. boxing off of Plymouth? Nah, I'm not going to any of those, man. Like, I'm really, like, putting the time in it because – if I'm getting in that ring, like I know this is kind of messed up to say, but if I get in that ring, I'm getting that ring, and I'm I'm gonna turn into a killer. Yep. Now, <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to say I'm about to murder somebody, but I'm trying to say like, look, like I see you as my opponent, yeah. and you're going down, and the only way I'm going down is you're gonna have to knock me out. Yeah, the switch is on. Right. Like, yeah, we can go the distance, but like. I'm I'm going I'm not I'm not and you know how people are like I'm going in there to knock somebody out like I'm not going in there to throw no power punches off the back like nah like I'm going in there and I'm gonna beat you mentally up here and I'm gonna win mm-hmm. anything if I do if I put my time and I put my energy in I want to win yeah I'm not going in there to be like just for show I'm not going in there to get an easy payout like no I want to knock your ass out. I want to win. Yeah, it's the same for me, man, because I'm already messing with that anyway, and I already have a passion for it. And so dealing with that, the money would be the icing on the cake, but I would be going in there to try to pick you apart. If if we're boxing, like I'm, whatever it is, whether it's MMA or boxing, I'm going in there. The objective is to do my best without getting hit. Right. So if if it comes out clean, like in 50 seconds you're open like that, and I, I clean clock you, then that. But, it, you know, I'm not going to be like just – having a slugfest with you, I'm going to try to pick you apart piece by piece. Absolutely. Now, the funny thing about that is I watched something on Instagram where Charlemagne was like, yeah, the YouTubers and the um, TikToks are stepping up. He was talking to Lil Baby. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, so he was like, yeah. Baby's about to clock him. He, right? the baby, Lil Baby was. <laughs> hey, whoa, was like, what'd you say now? What'd you say? <laughs> and I like it. Anytime stuff register for him, he will put somebody on the spot. Like, he'll be like, what you say? Yeah, he's still, a, he's a real one. He, I've always known him to be a real, he's just a rich real one now. But he was just like, would you set something up with rappers? And little baby's like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm now, I know this is messed up to say because I'm kind of knocking in t- um, TikTok and the YouTubers, but if they had a rapper boxing league, like a rapper, like boxing event, I'm all for that. I'm all for it, bro. That I'm was, was going to be my it. next thing. Who, who are some matchups that you think would be good for that? Because oh, DDG, that woman kind of threw him under the bucks, uh, under the bus when uh, after he won. She was like, "So would you fight Wiz?" And he was like, Psh, "Yeah, I'll fight anyone." I was like, Psh, "Wiz been training good. Wiz boy. is big. Wiz, Wiz, is a big <laughs> <laughs> Wiz is a big boy. Like yeah. Wiz is probably one of the ones who I will see like cleaning somebody clock." Yeah. But, you know, they asked Wiz that. I was watching an interview two months ago on, um, I think it was like podcast, Kev, Bootleg Kev. He over there in Cali. Mm-hmm. And um, they were, he was asking him, like, yo, man, would you would you go against another guy? He was like, man, I'd go against anybody. He was like, but the thing about me is, like, I'm in like a 10%, meaning like uh, 90% of y'all I can beat. It's, it's only like a short percentage, including I'm talking about like I'm sparring with real fighters. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so if we're going to put it together, we can put it together. But it, it has to be somebody that's really trying to do something because it's it's going to be short if, if they really ain't. Like we, like you were saying, all about the money, really just training like once a day. Like this dude is training like every day like a fighter. And so 
He would have to go against somebody that's really doing that, for real. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, you have to really pick and choose some of your rappers. And then you got to think, a lot of these MCs, some of these MCs have egos. They ain't like, they're not going to do that because mm-hmm. they already know, you know, you don't want to be a, a meme. And then as soon as you go down and lose, what's going to happen? Yeah. So, that can damage your career. That can damage, you know, your persona. What's some matchups, though, off the top of your head that Bro. you think you would like to see? Somebody said, I seen somebody had a little list. I seen they said, which is never going to happen, Lil Durk against 6 9 <sighs> That would never happen. That would be hilarious, though. That would never happen. That would never happen. That would never happen. I am. I wouldn't mind seeing some of them Chirac people uh, go in the ring. But, um, I mean, but see, it won't be peaceful either because I was like, why don't you uh, let Dirt go against Rondo? But that's not going to be a peace, peaceful event just because, like, the whole um, story with it. Um, I don't know, man. Some matchups. Because I'm thinking about, like, current rappers now. Yeah, like, it has to be a petty beef. Like, because some of this stuff, like you said, is, it's too deeply rooted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. boxing match. Like, so it's like, and that takes away from some of them, like, rappers, I can say. Like, I think, to be honest with you, I think uh, – I think two chains, even though he's a little bit older, I think he can probably go against somebody. Mm. Um, I think um, who else? I think I think little baby can actually probably scrap. And you know, there was rumors that it was a uh, beef within uh, quality control between amigos and little baby. Oh, that's never gonna happen. So, man. like, I mean, why not do it? Why not do it in a ring? Like. Y'all don't, and then y'all just get it over with. Y'all can be cool with it, and I just get it in the ring. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another matchup because, like, a lot of the rappers that I like are older. To be honest with you, I think Drake can go toe to toe with somebody. I know people was like, uh, I know J. Cole and Diddy was making fun of their little boxing thing on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, too. that was funny. Um, I think Cole is pretty athletic. He might be able to go. Um, Cole. Cole against who? Who would Cole go? Against? I don't. I don't think he'll fight against anybody because he's just too chill. Like everybody like him. Cole about to be like that cool uncle that everybody just rock with. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people I watch interviews and they be like, oh, they always big him up. How about LL against Freddie Gibbs? Since they've been going back and forth, I didn't even know that was going back and forth. Was they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think LL will take that, but that's just me personally. Freddie's pretty athletic. I mm-hmm. think LL will take that, but I mean, LL um, boxes for real though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And LL is a solid dude. And then you got to think about this weight classes. Because all these these uh, expedition matches that we've been seeing, they're not even as insane weight classes. You have, like, a dude who's a heavyweight fighting against, like, a middleweight or lightweight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're going to have somebody who's fighting against Wiz, let it be somebody in his weight class. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. If you're going to if you're gonna have it any kind of, like, justice of, like, doing it right, like how it should. They should be in the same weight classes. I know the game been wanting to get in the ring with a bunch of people for a while. He's been talking about that. 50 versus Ja Rule. <laughs> that'd, that'd, be, fun that'd be a good one. But again, I feel like two, it's different past. Weight, two different weight classes, though. Are they? Are they that far apart, though? Yeah, I think 50 I think probably. that far apart. Yeah, I think 50 is a solid, like. Ja Rule look pretty solid, though. Nah, I think Ja Rule might be two. 215 at most, and he might be less than that. How much you think 56? I think 50 is a good solid. 250? He's probably 260, probably somewhere up there. Really? Yeah. I don't think he weigh that much. I think he does. He, he's pretty solid. I think he probably like 235. Nah, I think he might have lost some weight now as he got older, but. He's six foot, too. He's, yeah, he's so I think, he's, like I think he's a little bit solid. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, because if you just throw rappers in the ring, I don't want to see um, 
Takashi Six Nine fight against somebody like Meek Mills. Like that's two different weight class. Granted, they have beef, and I think Meek Mills would be all for that. But um, I think Meek Mills would he, would he, would he be all for that? I he, I would think so. Uh, I don't know. He probably like, I don't want to hit this rat because you know whatever happens, but. It, I, think I mean, it, if it's in a boxing ring, like if it doesn't matter whatever happens, just knock him out. If it's money, you can make a lot of things happen. That's beyond. That's true. Money changes a lot of people's minds, man. Right, so. money, money, it make a lot of things happen. But um, is there any matchups that you think that would be worth watching? Bro, I think, like I said, I like, I, I feel like you're sleeping on Gibbs, even though he's not as big as LL. He does the same. He's just a little bit younger. He he's not a slouch. His body is physically fit, and he boxes as well. And so I think it'll be a good one for like the newer generation against the older generation, just friendly competition. Cause it wasn't like really hardcore trash talk. It was just like him saying that, um, that he would, he would watch LL right now. Mm. And LL was like, hold up there, Leon blood. Like on some, like you wouldn't watch me in anything. Like, I'm still, <laughs> which I feel him. I'm like, yeah. like everybody in hip hop has, especially if you're an MC, cause it's a difference between MC and rapping. Um, if you're one of those, like, what some people consider, like, goats of MCing, and somebody calls you out, like, it's competitive, bro. Like, like it's like Jordan, like, a, a young recruit still saying to Jordan, like, yo, man, you can't shoot a jumper. And, like, he's still probably playing one-on-one right now. Right. And so it's like that's just a competitive nature of you. And so I feel LL where it's like, bro, like, don't get it twisted. Like, don't act like you wasn't, like, listening to Mama say knock you out. That was my so, jam as a kid. Yeah, I still listen to that in the gym. Don't call it a comeback. Right, that was my been jam. in for years. So moving <laughs> from um, amateur fighting, let's go to MMA. So my man, or your man, I should say, Izzy retained the, the middleweight championship. He did. Um, but I ain't here. I didn't see no highlights because I didn't watch the match. I was the only thing I watched last night was the uh, inside of my eyelids. But um, <laughs> but like caught it early night. Yeah, it was pretty early. Um, but no. So I think Nate Diaz and his partner didn't they go to uh, his fighter went the distance. Is it uh some Edwards right? What's the guy name? Yeah. Um, all the fights were good, man. Even the preliminaries were were solid. Nate went on against um. Leon Edwards, and go. Leon Edwards showed why he was the number three. He's the number three ranked welterweight. And, but Nate Diaz is Nate Diaz. He's a dog, bro. Like, he gave up a good fight. Um, Nate actually could have won that fight last second, like last the fourth round. But I don't know what Nate's deal was, bro. Like, he was kind of, like, showboating too much. He was showboating in a sense where he kind of wanted to prove. I don't know if this was, like, a proving point for Nate to be, like, I want to show y'all that I still got this, even with your quote-unquote number three ranked guy. Because, like, Leon was toasting him. Like, he was just out out hitting him, countering him great. Elbows was on point. But Nate was just eating that up and just laughing the whole time. And then fourth, fifth round, fifth round he came. Nate cleaned him, and he had him, like, stumble legs. He admitted. He was like, yeah, he I ain't never been. He said, I've only been hit um, like that two times in my career, and that second time was tonight by Nate Diaz. Mm. And um, he had him stumbling, and then Nate just pointed and laughed at him, like, yeah, I got you, nigga. And instead of, like, going in for the kill, like, it's almost like it registered late for him, like, oh, snap, I can actually win this. And, like, kind of by that time, like, he gave him the space to really get his breath back. And so it was a good fight. It was an exciting fight. Nate bled. Like, yeah, it ain't a Nate Diaz fight unless Unless he he ain't bleeding. And so he did his typical bleeding. He got out of some good locks. It was good, man. It was good to where I, I'm curious um, what was Nate's mind frame in that fight because I, I would like to see him going at it um, 
really like going in for the kill, Nate. And it, it wasn't like a Nate against Connor, where it's like if he when he hit Connor like that, like he kept going at him. It was like he gave this dude a lot of space, but that was a good fight to, to carry on. All the fights were good. Um, we got our first Marino with um, Marino, um, with the first Mexican UFC champion last night. That was a good fight. He outwitted the um, the former champion who was a Brazilian, and then the main event was good with with, with Iggy, um, but. That was probably the least interesting fight out of all of them. I heard, was, I heard people was booing or something. Um, I don't even know if it was. I didn't really hear booing. I just because it was never. It, nah, I mean, like it was just the least interesting fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, in in a sense of like it wasn't a bad fight. It wasn't like they were wrestling the whole time or anything like that. They weren't doing nothing crazy. It was just like, it was like he floyded that man like perfectly, like. They were talking a lot of trash because the dude was an Italian who he faced about, like, oh, you won the first one by a fluke. And, like, he really proved why he was the better fighter. He he picked him apart. He did exactly what he – he picked him apart where he could barely walk. He kicked the crap out of him throughout the fight. Anytime he would try to wrestle him, the dude try to wrestle him, he would counter it. He got out of, like, his, his ground um, – his ground defense was flawless. And it was just like, yeah, Iggy, Iggy picked that man apart. But it was a, it was, it was a slow burn. As compared to the other fights, where it was like it had this moments where like big knockouts, and I think people get too caught up with the big knockouts when it comes to fights because yeah. fighting, like we said earlier, it's a strategy. Like if I can tear this guy down, like you know, and wear this guy down by just throwing jabs, throwing kicks, doing whatever I need to do, I always got to knock somebody out. It's still all about the point system too. It's also who's dominating the fight because yeah. if I want to dominate for a knockout. I can dominate for a knockout, but if mm-hmm. I want to control the pace, if I'm controlling the pace of the fighting, that's still good fighting to me. And yeah. it's still a victory in that person's eyes. Yeah. To me, it was, and I've watched the majority of his fights with the exception probably like two or three. To, to me, and I might be being biased, it was probably his second best fight that I've seen. Mm. He's He's seen the most complete with this fight. Definitely better than the first time. With having so much anger that he had towards this guy because they they mutually hated each other, and um, not too many people like uh, Izzy though. Yeah, and not too many people like this guy, this Italian dude, because he was talking a lot of trash, and so um, he really he he played it smart because the dude um, had a um, a reach difference, and dudes like six four. When I'm talking dude, I'm talking about Iggy um, or Izzy, and other dudes like probably like five eleven, six foot. And so he played it smart to where he did the kicks. He did the reaching through his kicks because he knew this dude is powerful. And if he, he he never let him get too too much up on him like Mike Tyson. One of the best things about Mike is that he knew he was shorter, but if he got up in, in the, around that chest, you knew that you know that hook was coming sooner or later where right. he was going to knock you the fuck out. Right. And so he didn't let him get to that point where he got comfortable enough to get him with the big hit. And so he played it well, man. It was a good match. He he played it good. Did, I think it was on the preliminaries. Did you see that one knockout my man did with the one two, and ended up messing up his knee after the fight? Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And they said I think it was the quickest knockout and what was that lightweight ever? Maybe it was. They said it was one of the fourth quickest knockout in UFC history. Really? Yeah. Mm, he, I he didn't hit, know that. He hit him with that two piece combo. And then I guess he got on the uh, cage, and um, he had messed up his knee. Apparently, I watched the video, too. He had a, a fight a couple of days before that, too. But he was just like, you know, he'd been through it all. He had to give his praise to God and stuff like that. I think mm. that's crazy. And he was like, yo, Joe, put me on your show. 
And Joe was like, well, you know, we'll talk about that down the road. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe didn't, like, play him like that. But he was just like, well, let's, let's talk about your win. Uh, but, okay. yeah, but it was one of them things where, um, I mean, that's good to see. It's like, dang, bro. Like, I wonder if they're going to start banning people from going up on that cage and celebrating because of stuff like that, too. Nah, I don't see that happening. It's kind of like the same thing what happened with the fans at the basketball game. I don't see fans getting, what are they going to do, do plexiglass like the NHL? Like, they're not going to, they're going to let the fans still sit close and they're still going to let those guys jump over the octagon because it's part of the tradition of UFC fighting. Right. So I don't I don't see that happening. One thing that I did kind of, um, that saddened me with all these great fights, um, MMA, and particularly the UFC, it's different um, from and, – and, and MMA in general because, like, you got a couple guys that's doing an independent, independent route, but usually they have to stay with that company for a long period of time. And, you know, 10-fight contract, 15-fight contract, 5-fight to where it's like – it's not like – some of the programs with boxing where, like, you got an independent guy with a manager and he's going from spot to spot. I can fight with Showtime with this fight. I might fight with uh, Daz and this other fight or, or HBO. I'm not signed to none of these guys. Um, but some of them are, like Floyd was back in the day. But for the most part, it's more free market. And it kind of made me sad with how these guys put their bodies on the line. And then, you, like you were saying, you have these TikTok versus YouTube fighters um, that are getting the same amount, if not more. Getting more. Logan bro. Paul, for instance, got twenty million for that fight against Floyd Mayweather. To where, like Francis, who made a good point, Francis, the heavyweight champion of the UFC right now, was like, uh, "We need to talk about this." He was like, "Cause I got probably about six figures for that fight, and I and I, and I'm the champion, and this kid gets twenty million for an exhibition." He was like, "I'm in the wrong business." Yeah, and and that's that's the thing that I talk about too, where kind of like I said earlier. It's crazy how we put so much highlight on these amateur celebrities who are not really celebrities, but you have people who fight for a living. And if you get into mixed martial arts, unless you are a bigger draw or bigger name like a Conor McGregor, Amanda Nunes, Ronda Rousey, um, Anderson Silva, uh, John Jones, unless you wanted them to prop lesson or one of them type of people, you're not making that money that we think that they make. Yeah. Like all of them make that money because one, they was the face of the company. They was getting endorsements, sponsorships, all that great stuff. But then you look at some of these other fighters who this is all they do and this is all they know. Stay life. And they maybe get what? Maybe ten thousand? And then if, what a fifty fifty thousand bonus for a knockout or fight of the night. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm lowballing it too. But you got this one kid. No, that's right. That's right. And you got this one kid who's 0-1 and, and got a match with probably the best boxer of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you don't see something wrong with that picture, then something's wrong with you. Because, I mean, I ain't talking about – I'm not no mathematician. Uh, <laughs> but but let's, let's be honest, though. Let's say this. Like, I'm putting my body on the line. For you, and I mean, this goes across all sports too. A lot of them get low ball when it comes to that, mm-hmm. because the higher ups make the money, and then the athletes they get paid peanuts, depending who you are. Mm-hmm. But like he said, like if he's the UFC champion, I'm expecting this man to make the same amount as this kid who don't even have a victory under his belt. Mm-hmm. I understand Logan Paul draw more viewers and brings more attention, and he was battling against Mayweather. So Mayweather really was the one that was drawing the money in. Yeah. But still, like, you look at somebody like, I mean, how, how much you think Earl Spence make? You think he make a good amount? Now, yeah. 
But it yeah. took it took him a while to get to that point though too. Yeah, and I'm I mean like we're talking apples to oranges, man, because boxing their pay grade is a lot different from the UFC because UFC is a monopoly. They know they're running like like Floyd, not Floyd, but Earl was signed to like um, HBO earlier on, and then he can go and switch over like 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 the NBA. Like he can go to and have a contract with Fox like how he has now. And fight like a five fight deal worth like twenty million, and then the minimum if he if he continues to win with his record, his record is is you know it's not like how the UFC is lowballing these guys where this guy has a great record and they're still not paying them. When your record is good in boxing, you're gonna get millions. And so like since he's undefeated, minimum he's probably getting like five million a fight now. But to have that guy that's only probably like lost like twice and probably the most dominant heavyweight that we've seen in a while that's putting seats to watch heavyweight fights since right. probably honestly for me since Brock Lesnar with yeah. the UFC this man should be a millionaire because besides like Brock Lesnar and his heyday when he was fighting against like Kane Valquez and um Dos Santos and all mm-hmm. of them I wasn't really checking for heavyweights because mm-hmm. everything I only thing me and my friends used to say about heavyweights was it will only last maybe a round or two yeah. Like you might somebody is gonna get knocked out, and if somebody don't get knocked out, they're gonna get gas. Yeah, and um, and even if you look at some of Brock matches, some Brock matches went in a work of art. <laughs> like no, no, it was it was purely um somebody that was a, a athletic monster that they trained to be good enough to fight in the octagon. Would you do a one round match against Brock Lesnar for a million dollars? Yeah, I get knocked out for a million. <laughs> well, uh, I I'd get um. I would get probably like choked out or something for a million because I would I would if it's t- if it's on the ground not on if it's on the ground he's gonna out wrestle me right but boxing wise boxing wise if we're standing up Brock ain't gonna get too close to knock me out you just like, gonna keep I'm a, I'm a jab and move him and he's gonna, gonna grab you he's yeah. gonna have to grab me and my that's when my defenses have to come in line but he's out he's gonna outpower me and get me to the ground if he can catch me. Tap but, it out quick. Yeah, tap it out quick. <laughs> Let me get my million. Yeah, but nah, but not, but but it, but it is funny though. Like like I said, I do think not even boxing, but going back to MMA, them cats are definitely getting underpaid. And it's weird. It's just the direction where the world is going because right now the social influencers is the celebrities. And you see where the money is at. You know, I mean, not just I'm not talking about like with social influencers. You know, it's even pisses me off even more with the UFC because you know. The money is there, right? And it's it's almost like the NBA could not pull that off. Like they, you cannot be signed to ESPN, ABC, have these fights on these major networks, have this universal appeal of people from different countries that have countries backing them watching these fights, and you paying me some damn six figures. There needs to be a union, just like how it is a players' union in every other major sport. That's the big key of it. Their their union is trash because they need to be getting a part of these commercials, all of this stuff, these 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 deals. Just like like when cap like like when cap happens with um the NBA when they get new television contracts, UFC fighters ain't getting none of that. That's why their their cap is so low. There ain't no cap. I feel like that's the biggest issue. They're not getting a piece of none of that. And so it can definitely be changed. Dana knows what he's doing. It's like oh, yeah. he's going to end up getting sued down the line like Microsoft did because he's really in a monopoly. It's other it's other MMA, MMA companies, but come on, that's the big one. That's a, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But uh, UFC is the WWE of MMA because you have, what, Bellator? I don't really hear too much of Bellator. I know a lot of older guys, I think, go to Bellator after their UFC 
career. You have Strike Force, and then you have a couple of other ones. One championship is good. It's over there off of it's over there in Singapore. Okay. And I would say that's probably right behind for me with UFC. One championship to me is probably the most competitive other than Bellator. Bellator is all right, but like with young gunners that's really knocking cats out, one championship is good with me right behind UFC. And I don't know I don't know their pay grade situation. I know a lot of cats that I know in America, um a lot of their female fighters and stuff, like they end up going over there to one championship. Because uh, opposed to Bellator, because they're paying them more, depending on like um, your your record. But a lot of them are waiting for that UFC call. Yeah, I mean, just like a lot of wrestlers is waiting for that uh, WWE call. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next question dealing with the WWE pissing me off. How do you feel? Like, what is the next move with them getting rid of all these people that they're getting rid of? Okay, because so- I didn't like the Braun Strowman. Um, leave you already know that yeah yeah um at, there's rumors that they're talking about selling the companies um the the writing on the wall some people saying you know they're not selling the company but if you look at it too vince have done everything that need to be done within the whole wrestling career or his whole you know wrestling business like he done everything he he has nothing to prove to anybody else um he's getting older so i can see him selling a company letting it go, selling the company where he has enough money to give his kids, his grandkids stuff, and then he can go out his legacy of like, hey, I brought it to this point. Here you go. You can do whatever. Yeah. Um, You see with WWE, it's kind of, it's not having that same luster like it used to have when we was kind of growing up or even during the ruthless aggression era. And it started building steam back up really with the, the women revolution because when you start having these women out here who really showing that they can wrestle and out wrestle a lot of these guys, then you bring Ronda Rousey to the table, an actual mixed martial arts champion. You have, they had a lot of eyes on them. And then, you know, they started doing little stuff, bringing a rock in here and there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not even with COVID, you can kind of see in just the, the downgrade of the, the product. Like, I told you, it was a time where I would watch wrestling from when I was maybe 10 all the way up to my age now every Monday. Mm. You was like, yo, you watching WWE tonight? I'm like, bro, you know the answer to that. I have not watched (laughs) Raw or SmackDown in probably about three or four months now because the product is just disgusting to me. Yeah. And then I get so annoyed when they let some of these people go because I'm like, y'all really just fired some talent, some unutilized talent that you have on a roster that you could build these new guys around. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? You have you had somebody like a Braun Strowman who could have been the next Andre the Giant, who could have been the next Psycho Sid, Undertaker. You have this beef of a guy that you really could have built that 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 reign around, but you didn't. You already saw that him and Roman Reigns had a nice little um, working relationship when they had a feud. A couple years back, like mm. it was like a nice little feud because you had like this dominant dude against like this smaller dude, and I was interested in that. Mm. Then you let go. Uh, I want to say um, Iconics, who Billy Kay was really starting to take off as being comedic. Like I was like, oh, Billy Kay is funny. Mm. Like when I really started watching the wrestler, or uh, when I really started liking him, I, I followed him on Instagram. I'm like, Yo, I got to follow her because she's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. But then you let her go. Then you let Ruby Riot go, who's also unutilized talent because I'm like, yo, like she really haven't even had a chance to be in a proper feud. She was in a feud within her own stable. And then you broke them up 
Like, you never gave her enough time to shine. Like, there's a reason why she was known on the indies. And y'all know these people are good because y'all hire these people. So there's a reason why y'all hire these people. But then it was retaining these people because they was afraid for them to go to the competition because you have a new North American uh, major media publication uh, wrestling company to compete against. So you're going to retain on these contracts making these people happy and be like, oh, well, we see they're not really doing what we thought they was going to do and, you know, this and that, and we're going to let these people go. And then you can say, well, we had to make a lot of cuts during uh, COVID, but if you look at the WWE portfolio last year, they made more money than they ever have during COVID. Dang, I did not know that. Think about that. So you're telling me you had to make budget cuts, but you guys made more money than you ever had. Like, even if you look at WWE stocks, WWE stocks went up. So why are you letting these talent go? Like, these people, they came to WWE for a reason because they're passionate. And a lot of people, Buddy Murphy is another one. I feel like he's really going to tear it up on an independent scene or AEW. I think he's going to go to AEW. But you let a lot of these talent go, and it upset me, and it upset me within a company. So I don't know what the direction with the company. And then when I look at the storyline, I know Triple H had a um, call the other day where he was like, it's not us. Well, I think he more was specifically talking about NXT. But he was like, it's not us, it's the fans. Like, you know, we giving you the good product. What does he mean by that? I think he meant, like, you know, ain't nothing changed but like about the product. But it's the fans that's being turned off from it. So it's it's more y'all. It was a lot of people been trying to kind of pick and say he was trying to say it's more our fault that we don't like the product. Nah, but, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but again, he might have been just talking about NXC, and I'm not gonna misquote him on it. But like NXC ain't that bad, but I just be so busy when it comes on. But like you said, like, nah, man, it's when we talking about raw, raw is horrible. I can't even watch raw. Like when you like you watching raw, like I'm gonna tell you this now. Don't ask me if I'm watching Raw because I'm not. Yeah. Like, um, I don't even. I, I I think I tried it last week. I still be asking you just to ask. Nah, I haven't watched Raw. The only thing I like on SmackDown right now is the Roman Reigns character, With the Usos. Bro, I love that. I but, like that. I like how that's evolving. That's. I the, knew that was gonna happen too. But that's the only thing I care about, and it's like, what's that? A ten minute segment. I mm. mean, and I do like Ray and his son being a tag team too. But I it's like. like that. It's on Fridays. Who's watching wrestling on Fridays, man? I am. I, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so so it's like it's on Fridays. And then I think AEW is mad too because they come on after SmackDown and their ratings been doing bad, but they can't control it because it's playoffs time, baby. So everybody watching the NBA, who's yeah, playing the yeah. NBA. So I think that's why they're working a deal to go on TBS because they're moving from TNT to TBS. So they'll be on TBS shortly. It makes sense. That's their partner company anyway. Which I'm kind of curious if they're going to change the TNT title to the TBS title. But that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But, like, but, yeah, so it's just like when it comes to wrestling, I am more looking at the indie scene. Um, shameless plug right there. Shout out to Darius Lockhart. But yeah, I, shout out to Darius Lockhart. But I am looking I, I am looking more towards the indie scene and I'm more looking towards really focusing on what else going coming out here. Like one of my um one of the guys I was liking, Leon Rush, he retired. Like he's like he's about to start rapping. Mm. Um so it's like, dang, he's about to leave the um the business. I mean, I still like New Japan, but you have to have pay per views and stuff to watch New Japan. But what about impact? Um, I'm still not like really sold on impact and there's some guys over there. I want to look at their women division a little bit more, but it's a lot of their, um, their male division wrestlers. I wasn't really a huge, huge fan of, they're not bad wrestlers. Mm -hmm. They're just not for me, you know? Um, Moose is cool. cool. He all right. And, um, 
Sammy Callahan is all right, but it's like some of them guys, I just be like, it's whatever. Like, I like that Kenny is the champion over there. Since Kenny is the champion, it got me more invested. Be like, oh, I might look at Impact a little bit more because I, I'm a huge fan of Kenny Omega. But, like, um, but I mean, I do want to see the women division kind of grow over there. I did hear that division not that bad. But, again, it comes on, what, it, on Tuesdays, I think? Uh, yeah, it comes on on Tuesdays, and now that's the same as NXT. So, they got a little bit of competition now. Exactly. exactly. So, like, I actually like NXT stars a little bit more. And even I do. When NXT, they pay-per-view um, is tonight, I believe. So, I, I might actually watch that. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, this has probably been, like, the first time ever that I've just been, like, so turned off on WWE. Cause they, they actually come in to Charlotte in August, mm. and their tickets went up on sale. And I'm like, bro, I'm not I'm not buying tickets for that. Yeah, I see I see where you sent me in, and I thought about it. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I wasn't enthused, really. I don't know. Nah, like I, I said, I like the SmackDown. I still, I still watch it to watch it, just like basketball. Like, right. I'm going to watch it and see what's going on. And especially if I don't got nothing going on that night, like I still watch Raw because I like um, seeing um, what's going on. Even if, I don't know, I just got hope for the change, I guess. I hope they may flip around or something, do something different. And I like old boy having the belt still. Um, Bobby Lashley. I like Bobby Lashley having the belt, so I still check up on that. Hopefully this will be the fucking end with him and Drew McIntyre because they've been stretching this out like Thanksgiving turkey meat. (laughs) And that thing's been going on way too long. Hopefully that ends, but... SmackDown is really the main thing. Well, I'll say NXT, but as far as, like, between SmackDown and Raw, the main one, SmackDown is more entertaining to watch. And then you got NXT, which really I kind of fell based off of that because of um, not knowing that it switched. like From Wednesdays to Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering where it was at, like, how it was with um, AEW. Where do you think um, – because it's, it's been a little minute now, another person that they cut, but I'm glad, I'm glad they cut because they wasn't using them right. What do you think is next for Samoa Joe? Um, they said they saw him show up in NXT mm. recently. It was reports he was um, doing something in NXT. Like um, behind the scenes? Like what Sean be doing? I don't know. They talking about him actually like being like a wrestler. So it's just like. I would like that. Um, I would too. You know, I'm a huge Joe fan. I've always been a Joe fan. So if we can, I would rather him go to AW. So the big thing right now if you look at wrestling, is forming a partnership with New Japan Wrestling. Mm. WWE is trying to push to be the only American uh, company that New Japan Wrestling can work with through a contract. That's been that thing that they've been pushing for. Right now, the reason why you see New Japan Wrestlers show up on TNA, or you see them show up on Impact. That's a throwback. I know, right? Impact, because, you know, Impact used to be Mm -hmm, Impact, you see them show up on uh, AW, you see them show up on Ring of Honor. It's because New Japan has, like, this um, this relationship within these companies where they wrestlers can show up on there. Mm -hmm. WWE want to be the solely provider company that they can work with, which at first I was like, that'd be cool because I would not mind seeing the Gorilla of Destinies, um... Versus the the tribal chief and his and the Usos, mm, yeah. that, that's that's that intrigued me. Or a Jay White versus Seth Rollins, but I, I don't. But I already know how WWE is. They're not going to do it properly, and mm-hmm. they're going to butcher it. And then what they what I read on it, if they do do it, it will focus more on NXT instead of the the major roster. Oh well, that's trash. So yeah, so it's like I'm not for that. Compared to I want to see. 
the Gorilla Destiny against the Young Bucks. Yeah. I want to see Jay White versus Kenny Omega. I want to see Okada versus Kenny Omega again. That's one of, if you if you really want to go watch some good wrestling, watch Okada versus Omega. That's probably one of the best matches I ever seen. Like, and this is modern day wrestling, and this is even a past. Mm. One of the best matches I ever seen. And Kenny said it took a lot to put into that match, and you can tell like that match was phenomenal. Um, he had a really good match with uh, Pentagon Jr. too, which I feel like they're sleeping on him. And I think I don't want them to move from Pentagon to um, Andrade because I think Pentagon is a phenomenal wrestler. Mm. But, um, but yeah, like a lot of them New Japan wrestlers, bro, it, it makes me love wrestling again. Like, like the Will Ospreay, I know he's injured, but like the Will Ospreay's and like uh, Suzuki Kun and all of them, like a lot of them guys are just like, they're at the top of their game. And you'll see a yeah. lot of people. I watch videos of people that we know who's watching tape studying them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's how good they are. But you know WWE, they're going to get them over here, turn them to a comedy act, or have them buried. So Yeah, that sucks because like when you think of like New Japan, it's kind of like the people who really – like get into wrestling and and really not even just fans but wrestlers themselves they go over there even if they're not on the roster to study from those people because it's like the mecca of there like of course like it's the new mecca because the mecca started here with like the southern and and the wrestling regions here but new japan kind of like what we talked about with hip-hop being overseas um it went over there wrestling went over there and they appreciated it more where they they perfected it in their way in their own style and so a lot of people like the some of the greats like like sasha banks was talking about that like one thing that she did on her time period off she went over there and studied with some of the fighters from new japan mm-hmm. and like perfect perfected her craft even more so yeah i would hate that like you said they they make a mockery of like the greatness of some of these people that come out of new japan so disrespectful mm-hmm. um i don't know how we're doing on time but i know yeah i brought up a little bit earlier too uh, the NBA playoffs. How you feel about the playoffs? Are you liking the playoffs, or where you at with that right now? Uh, I mean, I'm liking it. I mean, the Suns is the Suns looking like they may dag on mess around and sweep, um, get a sweep done and go into the Western Conference Finals against either the um, the LA Clippers or the um, whoever the whoever the Clippers are facing. I can't think of it. I got the Clippers. The in the, yeah, I got did, the Clippers. Did Don, in the Donovan Mitchell go down? I saw he was hurt a little bit, or he left the game with a sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. But I have to look more into that. But I thought, I, to be honest with you, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing the Clippers against the Suns. Um, the Phoenix Suns is the team I'm rooting for. Me too. I I just don't want it to be the Nets because I feel like the Nets, the Nets wins, that's what it's going to do. It's going to start this huge wave of, hey, I'm about to go play with this person, and we're going to be back on these super teams again. You know we want to come back on the show and talk about that. Who? Barry. Do we? Yeah. Yeah, he probably do because I had sent him a message I was like, yo, fuck them. Shout out to Green Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he had sent me a message, and I was like, yo, fuck them, bro. Like, he was like, come on, man, we did it in a, the legit way. I was like, nah, Barry, fuck that shit. But, <laughs> like, but he's he's probably was – he was a huge Nets fan before these jabronis start. You know, he's loving team. this. Oh, yeah, he is. He probably loves what I'm talking about it, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he was a huge fan because he used to make fun of the Hornets all the time, and I'd be like, bro, your team ain't no better. But you know, you know, let him have his little uh, gloat time while he can. You Fifteen know. minutes of fame. But yeah, because it's gonna be over with. Because all of them dudes on that team are prima donnas. Let's be honest. Mm. But um, not all of them. But 
I'm or sure. paying a hundred thousand dollars for dates. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> so have they figured out which one it was? Because it's between two of them. What two? What are you talking about? You talking about the? Oh no. So that's okay. That's a whole another different thing. Mm-hmm. So James Hart. That was James Harden who paid uh saw saw Weedy for that, right? Yeah, hundred stacks. So it's another one that I saw that was on another. <laughs> KB's shaking his head. I was, it was another one on another platform. I guess this chick, I don't know her name. I think she's like an adult star. Um, she was saying how she had got um, box seats to a game, and she was dating one of the play or one of the players had took her out on a date. Paul George. Nah, this is this is for the Nets. This is for the Nets. So it's oh, one okay. of the, so it's, they're making it seem like it's KD. It's either KD or James Harden. Making it seem like it's KD, but then it was like apparently where, and we're gonna talk about playoff P too. Anyway, but apparently she was like, so her and her friends got in a limousine, and then this other girl got in there too, and then basically that basketball player said, "Oh yeah, that's my backup. You know, that's my backup. Fuck, just in case we're not down to fuck tonight." Mm. And I was like, "Bro, to have money and be so disrespectful, like how disrespectful can you be?" It was rumors that people think that might have been KD, but then it's rumors that people might think it's James Harden. Yeah. I don't know who you think it is, though. A lot of people was, like, pointing fingers at KD because they was, like, picking apart his tweets. How KD was like, look, I ain't, he had one tweet. He's like, I ain't here for the talking. Like, what's what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. <laughs> exactly. And then you have James Harden who's just be on it all the time. Yeah. Who you think that would be? Um... Because it's not out yet who who it was, it was probably KD. Yeah. Because James Harden don't give a damn. <laughs> James, James Harden's in strip clubs with his like with his picture there like this. Like, James Harden. Like, we know everybody James Harden's been messing with. I do, anyway. He right. he has no shame in his game. He like, cares. He, he is all. the definition of the Rick Ross verse. It is not tricking if you got it. Because, James like, Harden he does not is, care. He's the definition of a city boy, bro. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and look. I'm not one to judge anybody. I wouldn't personally do it even with all that bread, but it's your bread, James Harden. If you want to do that, hey, by all means do it, bro. Like, Because well, it's a lot of cats that do that that have not as much bread as you. That like <laughs> Having bread like that, you probably could do stupid stuff like that. But like, I know people that's going paycheck to paycheck tricking, and like they don't got nowhere near the amount of money, James Harden. They, they are struggling. Tricking, they be, like they <laughs> the be, struggle is real. They be paying for the Putin nanny, bro. They be all about that. I mean, like you said, whatever works for you works for you. Like you know, if you want to pay for the Putin nanny, pay for that joint. But like in America, hey, man, you can do everything. Hey, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. Land of the free. But like, make sure you. I guess you have the money for it. I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, people find <laughs> love in strange and mysterious ways. I'm not gonna call that love, but. I mean, it's some yeah. cats out here who want to be a sugar daddy, and some cats, some chicks out here who be like, "Yeah, I'll be that sugar baby," like without even batting an eye. Yeah, and then one thing about that, um, me and my brother were talking about it with people like like athletes in particular that do that. Um, it's really to kind of like I remember on uh, this was um, this was Four Brothers, a movie back in the day that I used that's to watch a lot. Favorite movie. Shout out to that because um, that's one of my favorite movies as well. And um, it's a part that Victor Sweet was talking about them hiring out-of-town shooters as opposed to in-town shooters. And they they messed up, long story short, the in-town shooters messed up. And he said, this is why I told you to hire out-of-town shooters, because you pay them to leave. And I heard the same thing when it comes to escorts. You don't pay them to be around and chill and have, like, get their mouth. You Well, not that kind of mouth. You pay them to get out of the building and to leave. 
And so a lot of these guys have no talk game, like James Harden, like your KDs. Like, you got to think about it. They have been looked at by women as the jocks since they were probably 10 years old, being honest with you. They see potential in people at a, at a young age. Then they go to high school, become the jock. They get the opportunities to go to these D1 schools. Women flocking to them. They never really have had to have a conversation with a woman, like being a, a 100. Like, they, they get the woman they want because of, like, the caliber of player that they are. And so you add that to having money now, yeah, he's going to offer that woman $100,000 on a date because he doesn't know how to properly talk to a woman to just have a date with her. Mm-hmm. He's never learned it. He's never had to learn it. And so I look at it in that standstill as well. Sign that with the NDA. leave your cell phone at the door folks right yep leave it at the door whatever i mean but you have that i mean you have politicians that do that too so all the time it ain't nothing new that's why i say i mean you know but some people always be like hey you say you won't pay for it but what what it called when uh you taking somebody out on a date or you buying them gifts and that and i'm like i don't really consider that me paying solely for that that's me showing because i buy my homeboys uh you know gifts or i might you know treat them to lunch yeah. I'm, I don't want nothing from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's more just uh, my way of showing like companionship, and because mm-hmm. eventually, like when them cats be paying for that, them girls don't be paying, giving them. I mean, they give them something, but they're not giving them nothing in return. It's just that. Yeah, and Young Thug was kind of talking about that. The difference in that and in ways of tricking. Um, how like a hard may be doing it as opposed to where like he's like I pay for some of my homies to go to spots like I, I pay for women to go to spots with me and it's not even dealing with tricking like I'm paying for that vibe of like having female counterparts with my entourage with me I don't want a bunch of niggas around me and so I may pay like because I got it like that I may pay for a jet and have 20 people 10 of them be women come to me on this trip with me to pay for the vibe like, just having a good time, like, hey, I don't give a damn, like, let's all have a good time. But when you start paying, I'm, what I'm getting in return is that vibe, is that time with my homies and them being, feeling good with the women that we have there. Now, if I'm paying bills for women's payments or, like, houses and, and stuff like that, he was like, nah, mom ain't raising a fool. I ain't doing nothing like that. That's true. He was like, anything that I'm doing, like, I'm wanting to do it. And right. Like, and so it's levels to it, man. It just depends on what you're doing, you know. And some of these women, I mean, like, it goes back on them. They know what they're doing, and they're perfectly fine with it. Like, so. Hey, man, everybody's happiness is whatever they define it. Yeah, it's whatever you want. Whatever make you happy, let it make you happy. If you like it, like I say, if you like it, I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, it might not be for me, but it's for you. Yeah. I want to touch one more thing before we get out of here that we um, were kind of talking about off air. I want to know – I already know Cole's on there, but what about your Rushmore when it comes to, like, what's been going around in social media dealing with the Mount Rushmore? You know, a lot of people have those three. Um, first of all, is that the Rushmore? Is is Drake, Kendrick, Cole part of the three of the four of the Rushmore for you? Because a lot of people have been switching. You know, they'll add their own face to it. <laughs> or they'll they'll put, like, you know, like Freddie Gibbs put his face on there. I mean, put Carolina so. Prodigy back in there. Nah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Carolina Prodigy. Carolina Prodigy. They're probably going to be like, who? But anyway. Um, Acknowledge him. Carolina Prodigy, baby, where the camera's at. Anyway, but. <laughs> right here. <laughs> but um, if we're. So somebody had basically. We talked to our cameraman about this, too. If we're talking about eras, so we're talking about like 2000s, 2010s up to now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm counting it as, right? Yeah, 2010s up to now. 
yes, I think that is the Mount Rushmore. That is, um, I think it's Cole, I think it's Kendrick, and I think it's Drake. And mm-hmm. if you want me to throw my fourth person on there, I had did this on my story before, but if I had to say, it would be, um, it's it's a it's a toss up between a couple people. You could say Nicki because the way Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. basically. Um, made hip hop to what it is for female rappers. She brought it back. She showed versatility. She showed diversity. Um, Nicki had a whole like cult following where it became a cult following to like she became a megastar. Yeah, still like, does, and still is a megastar. Like people was like people so happy that she's rapping again. Yeah, like people be fiending for Nicki. So you could probably put Nicki in that spot. Mm. Um, and again, we're talking about from 2010 on up to now. Or like 2009, 2010, that era. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, my other person I said was Tyler, the creator. The reason mm-hmm. why I said Tyler, because if you think about it, Tyler has done so much within his career that he evolved. Everybody who's up there basically can rap, can sing, can do so much, right? Mm-hmm. Tyler, creator, have evolved as an artist. I remember when he first came out, I was like, who is this dude doing this weird-ass video? Yeah. But then you look at him now from his first project to what, Goblin, to what he did with the whole um, I Future stuff, to uh, Flower Boy, to now, to Igor, and for him to actually win a Grammy, and for him to be like, hey, um, we need to get rid of this urban category because it's just another polite way of saying nigga. Mm, like, for him to yeah. say that, to be so real about that. And like I said, when you see an artist like him grow and his fan base grow and you not just like the people who was with him from the beginning, but more masses, I put Tyler up there. If, and I, another one of my um, things I said, if you can own, host your own festival, OVO festival, uh, for Dreamville festival, uh, uh, golf game festival, whatever he yeah, called it. Camp Fog. Camp, Camp Fog. Yeah. His festival. Nikki probably can host her own festival too. Yeah, she really could if she wanted to. And Kendrick can too. So my my picks are it's either Tyler, Nikki, and then my last pick. A lot of people might not agree with this, but it's Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Okay. And the reason why I say Travis Scott because again, a whole phenomenon when you become that big of a brand. Got his own festival now. He got his he own Astro World Fest. Travis Scott can put out a pair of draws and they will sell out. Yeah. Think about that. He could put out a, this dude made cats go to McDonald's and be like, let me get that Travis Scott burger. Yeah. And it wasn't nothing but a quarter pounder with cheese with barbecue sauce and a Sprite. Yeah, some bacon. And some bacon. Think mm. about how crazy that shit is. I don't even eat fast food no more. Mm. But you had cats who will pull up, just be like, let me get a Travis Scott burger. Yeah. And then we're not, so my whole thing with that list too, I'm not saying lyrically, I'm not saying like, I'm talking about who is a brand and who is a phenomenon. The total package. The total package. Because there's a lot of cats, we could probably get rid of that top four. Some of them will stay up there. If we're talking lyrically, that should be up there. Yeah. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about like as an artist who grew over time, who grew their fan base, who can headline a festival, who can headline a show. Like Travis Scott, basically the reason why is making it hard to get certain shoes. He brought back dunks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this dude had his, he one of the first rapper who had a virtual con- concert on Fortnite. Mm. Who the hell does that? Yeah. Innovative. And he stayed relevant from over the past 10 years. So, my, like I said, my a third, uh, fourth pick is either Tyler, Nikki, or Travis. That's a good list, man. I mean, that's a good pick, those three. 
like to add on to it. Yeah, I have no argument with none of that. I kind of agree with them, actually. I, I really can't think of only one I may, and you know I'm gonna be biased. Is, is probably Cuddy, but do we really consider him a, a rapper in that in that sense? But I feel like Cuddy walks. Artist standpoint, Cuddy walks so Travis can run. Yeah, because if I feel like Kid Cuddy was ahead of his time, if Kid Cuddy was came out around. A little bit later, if he's a little bit younger, Kid Cudi would be a megastar because when Kid Cudi was at his prime, he was so underappreciated and so like undervalued. Because I think I think people liked his music, but it was a certain group of people who liked his music. Yeah, when we're talking like cult followings and stuff like that, but as far as like he's had albums that have come out throughout that decade, but as far as like the impact of consistency as those other ones that you've named. Um, the only he is a pioneer of, like you said, like the Travis Scotts, and the then a, a lot of markets, a lot, a lot of younger people like look up to him as like one of like the forefathers of that, and so that's one, that's probably one other name that I would throw up there. Yeah, got yeah, probably one of the best like hums and like any ad libs I ever hear, bro. Anytime I hear his him humming, I'm like, oh, this about to be a yeah. bop, like. But yeah, what about Thug or Future? Um, I would put that's hard because I think you brought maybe brought that up to me too. I asked you who do you think is better, Thug or Future? If I had to pick between one of them, damn dog, because it's like me personally, I probably like Thug more than I like Future. Mm-hmm. But if I if I had to put one of them up there, it's probably Future because we're talking about success and we're talking about just longevity. Uh, we're talking about just acolytes. We're talking about awards. I would probably put Future over there. Not knocking Thug because he got a lot too. He got a lot. But Future is probably Future is the the grandfather of that whole trap type of rap style. I think Thug was out first. Who was out first? Was it Thug or Future? Uh, they were kind of that's that's like flipping a coin. They really were around the same time. Thug, I mean, um, Future may have got noticed a little bit earlier with Tony Montana, but like Thug was right there behind him. So yeah, I probably with Danny Glover. I probably put Future out there. What's your favorite Future song? My favorite Future song? Yeah. Uh, um, Power of Attorney probably now. Um, when I was doing a lot of drugs, it's probably Codeine Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just because I, I like that beat and just like how it's just it's just a vibe, bro. I still could listen to that. I'm not a huge life. Future fan, but I, my top two Future songs probably is uh, March Madness. And then Jumpman with him and Drake. Yeah. Of course, she was like, Jumpman, Jumpman. But March, March Madness is probably my favorite future song. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. I still would put Doug above him, though. I'll, and I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Because, I mean, like I said, I like Doug more than I like Future. And the only reason I put Doug above him is because everything else is the same for me for the most part when it comes to impact and people copying their styles and the accolades for the, for the most part. The only reason I put Doug above Future is that he has groomed artists under him that have done well as well. Like, he have. Like, we all know the story about him giving little Baby, like, $10,000 to stay in the studio and giving him the coast, like, hint, like telling P, like, yo, you need to take this guy seriously and getting him signed. We know the story with him and Gunna. Yep. We know the stories with him and Lil' Key. Like, he has, he has, he has signed, I would say at least under his thing alone, he got about, like, three superstars that are doing their own thing, branch it off. And uh, fourth, if we want to unofficially count Lil Baby, but he's not signing them. He ended up giving them to um, P, his boy, yeah. being quality control. And so 
when it comes to grooming artists, I would oh, put yeah. I would put him over him. He's like that. up there with when it came to like when Gucci Man. Gucci Man's probably one of the best that does it too. And that's why that's probably why he does it because he learned from Gucci Man and said if it wasn't for Gucci, it would be no thug. And so I think he took that same remedy on looking out. And um because that's one thing I put Gucci over uh, Jeezy mm-hmm. is that sense of like grooming artists and looking out of the looking out for the younger generation. Jeezy probably did that behind the scenes that we don't know about, but like we don't really hear it a lot. Big guap, but nah, yeah, I think, um, like I said, like with everything you said about Young Thug, I I, I agree a hundred percent. I think that's why I like him more as a person, as an artist. Um, I do miss that one era where him and Rich Homie Quan was a group because they sounded phenomenal together. I know whatever they had their differences, but mm-hmm. like, if they would ever get back together, I think that'd be a wave too. I think it could happen in the next four to five years, maybe. I think so too. Because it comes down hearing both sides of it, it comes back. It comes down to ego. Yeah. Yeah. So. But this is As of Late. Great episode. Thanks for listening to As of Late Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to As of Late Podcast on both of those. You can also listen to As of Late Podcast on Anchor.fm and Google Podcasts.